Sorry about that. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here one more time today. My name is Gary Fowler, and I'm the CEO, president, and founder of GSD, Get Shit Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm a 17-time serial entrepreneur with seven several unicorns under the belt. I was on the original management team of Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion. And also EVA.AI and AI is your tech company that I co-founded with Dr. David Jank. We believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world and opportunities are not. And it's great today to have my incredible guest, Henry Zhang. So today we're going to talk about the future of cybersecurity, what's happening. We're going to talk about uh, Sention and we're going to talk about what's going on in Jersey. So Henry, so how are you doing today? Not bad, man. Uh, had to fight through Jersey traffic to be here, but I think that's sort of an everyday thing these days for us. So hanging in there. Yeah, it's good. So what's going on in Jersey these days? You said it's a little bit warmer than normal. Yeah, I think uh, climate change hitting us hard over here. Um, had the Canadian forest fires recently. I'm sure you heard about those rolled down through New York. Uh, so I've been dealing with some, uh, some yellow skies and things like that. But otherwise, trying to enjoy the warm weather while it's here. No, that's great. No, the Jersey Coast, I remember as a kid growing up in Pennsylvania, our big thing oh, yeah. was go to the Jersey Coast. And, uh, you know, we had our two weeks down in Jersey and that we thought about it from the time we we left Jersey to the time we went back down again. So pleasant dream and members. So tell us right a little here. bit about. So how did you get in cybersecurity? Uh, yeah, actually, it was kind of a, an accident. Um, so I, I did a major in college for cybersecurity. I ended up uh, going to Purdue for their cybersecurity program. Uh, originally was in computer science, was uh, you know doing software engineering at a magnet high school in uh, over here in Jersey. Decided I didn't really want to keep doing uh, computer science, didn't really enjoy coding all that much. Um, but both of my parents are in IT and they were like, why don't you you know give it a try, see what you feel like networking, things like that. And so I joined the program over at Purdue and uh, it just so happens they were starting up a cybersecurity program there when I was there for undergrads. So I registered for that and uh, haven't looked back since. So sort of a coincidence, but I guess tangentially related to, you know, what I was looking at in college. So your parents were both in IT. Yeah, for them, it was uh, it was a way to get the bills paid, right? Both immigrants from China. Uh, my mom originally, I think she had a, she, she went to school for accounting. Um, but then when she was working at a company, they were like, yeah, we'll give you a, like a 30K raise if you move into IT right now. And she was like, done, sold. There you go. Um, yeah, so she's been doing that since. Uh, same with my dad, actually. I think he, he has a master's in teaching, actually. But again, pays better to, uh, to work in IT, especially when they were they were getting started. So. No, that's super. So you started down. How long has Sentient been in business? When did you start the company? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so we technically started it uh, in college. Uh, I was under a different name at the time. I think we called it we called it CKS at the time, doing something totally different. Um, we took three or four pivots, I want to say, since uh, 2019 to get to where we are now. Uh, so it was originally called CKS. We renamed it in 2020, I want to say, uh, to Sention, just like the way it sounded a little better. Uh, so made that shift, and then um, yeah, I've been working on working on products since then. <laughs> And so tell us a little bit about where are you with a, as a company? What kind of revenue do you have today? And how's the company growing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I say we're still very early stage, sort of finding our footing. Um, you know, first 100,000 in annual recurring revenue, just sort of passing those benchmarks now. Um, brought the product to market, I would say sort of end of 2022. Uh, it was like uh, October, November-ish back then. Um, so been sort of 
finding our footing and figuring out exactly what works for us. And how's the market? Tell us what, what makes you so different? Ah, that's a great question. I think for us, our focus really is on uh, trying to reconcile uh, regulation with security. Because I know, you know, we talk about uh, sort of regulatory frameworks, and things like that as sort of this different entity from what security is. And what Sention tries to do is for our specific space of looking at operating systems and looking at uh, security settings, trying to reconcile what it is that a regulatory framework might require with what the actual security policy is. And so I think that's something that we're doing today that not a lot of other companies are doing. Uh, and that I think is super useful for the people we work with because they've got a lot of pressure to sort of follow these regulatory frameworks, but they're so amorphous sometimes they're not really sure what they're supposed to be doing. And so helping them needle that into exactly what settings pertain to uh, what frameworks is, is sort of been uh, one of our big, uh, big pushes. Yeah, oh, interesting. And how does it, you know, where, where are you in terms of the growth of the company? Where are you today? What are the plans? Yeah. Um, so right now we raised our pre-seed back in 2022, hopefully looking to turn that into uh, you know, a full seed round, maybe later this year into, into next year. I think we're looking to target that um, to, you know, uh, hit some of the things that we haven't been able to cover yet but really try to, to push some, uh, some more growth, <laughs> uh, into, uh, into the company. No, that's great. And, and how many employees do you have today? So right now the founding team is actually a founding team of four, which I think is, is larger than usual. Um, but there was the four of us that came out of college and that we have two employees on with us now. And so how do you go down through, how do you find customers? What's the, what, what's the, you know, the secret sauce and cu finding customers and what kind of customers are you looking for? Yeah, uh, so we primarily target managed service providers, which, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with that market, because I know a lot of people sort of uh, haven't heard too much about MSPs, but they're essentially, like, think of the guys that provide IT and security for your local dental offices, for law firms, sort of small businesses. Um, and so they'll do IT for various different companies that, you know, don't need a full internal team. Um, and the way we've really reached them was through LinkedIn. I think myself and our co-founder, Zach, uh, really put a lot of effort in doing sort of cold outreach in the beginning, trying to build our LinkedIn networks uh, and just sort of build the community that way. And since then, what we've done that I think has found us a lot of success is doing exactly what we're doing now, like running our own webinar, uh, trying to put educational content out there and just get our name out that way. And then having people find us through through that content and reach out that way. No, that's great. And what's the future look like? So where, where you know, are you going global? Are you staying in the U.S.? I mean, what what? <laughs> You know, that's a that's a great question to ask me now. Actually, we were just talking to a client that's actually uh, they're out in Belgium and they were interested in in trying out the product. And so we are hopefully looking to go global soon, trying to figure out what the logistics look like with doing business in the EU and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so definitely want to expand at least to North all of North America uh, into the EU as well uh, on that side of things. And I think uh, hopefully I get to keep doing exactly what I'm doing now. Right. Um, talking to customers learning what their needs are, building a little product on the side, all that fun stuff. Now, how do you manage it when you have four founders? Because it could be two of you line up on both sides and you can't come. And also when you get investments, I mean, the rule is don't go beyond three, right? So how do you go down through and uh, navigate? Yeah, uh, you know, we haven't actually heard that much pushback uh, on like the uh, on the four founder system versus uh, versus three. So I'd have to get back on that one when I do get some uh, get some pushback on that and how we'll have to figure out how to handle that. Um, but I think having you know four heads 
is always better than they say that having less heads, right? And so it's always good to be able to sort of amalgamate our ideas, get opinions from both sides of the fence, both from development and from the guys in the sales side on, on what we want to do and what we want to try to do. Definitely a little bit of struggle sometimes where meetings can go a little bit uh, sideways just because everybody's trying to trying to get their own agenda done. Um, but I think having everybody sort of focus in the same direction and trying to uh, target the same things always helps with keeping that in line. And then it's just all, all bonuses from there, I think. No, that's great. And uh, are you having fun? I am having fun. Uh, I'd say that it's probably not for everybody, the amount of stress, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, the amount of stress you got to go through day by day. Um, but at least when I'm not losing hair, I'm at least having a little bit of fun on the side for sure. No, that's great. That's super. And so how did you go down through and and fund the company from the beginning how who kicked money in how did you do that and where are you today doing it yeah uh so we started out was was pretty much bootstrapped for the first <clears throat> i want to say year year and a half and then we raised a family friends round uh, a lot of friends a lot of family who uh sort of you know understood what we were doing like i said both my parents in it they do at least have some semblance of an idea of you know what we're trying to work on and things like that and so i think a lot of support on that end which helped uh, you know, pull us all the way through until 2022. We wanted to bring on an employee to help with development of the IP, uh, working a little bit more on the security side of things like that. Uh, and so we did raise uh, a pre-seed round uh, then to to bring on a few employees to help us out. And how big was that round? Uh, so technically, I'm not supposed to disclose uh, the size of that round. I've been asked by our lead to, to keep that sort of uh, in my back pocket, I guess. Now, and how much are you raising? That's also a tough question. I'm not sure yet. I think we want to raise somewhere in the range of probably two to three million uh, on our next round. Uh, so we'll see how that goes for us. Um, but again, sort of still in that, the growth stages here where we're trying to, to find our feet. And I think the amount that we're going to raise on the next round is really dependent on the kind of progress we make over the next couple of months. No, that's great. Well, it sounds like you're making uh, progress. So what is the biggest, if you say, you know, if you're going down through this, uh, What's a lesson learned as you built this company to where it is today as an early stage startup that you can share with other startup founders out there? What's the toughest thing you've had to overcome? Ooh. Um, man, so many things to choose from, huh? Uh, I think the toughest thing for us is just trying to understand. Um, and maybe this is echoing probably what a lot of other people say too, but I think it's just trying to understand exactly what it is our market wants. There's a lot of people you'll talk to who, will love to tell you that you have a great idea or that they would love to, to look at what you're doing, right? Um, but then when push comes to shove, it's oftentimes, you know, not what you expect where they're like, oh, you know, maybe it's actually not what I wanted or, you know, I, I don't actually want to move away from this. And it's, it's trying to reconcile the idea of what people are telling us with what we believe is the right choice with what they actually want us to do and spending as little time as possible on the ideas that are wrong while at the same time not being scared to sort of make those mistakes, right? Because I think we wouldn't have arrived there where we are if we didn't mess up three, four, five times and talk to all these different people that wanted to tell us they like something and ended up not liking it. So I think it is sort of just trying to wade through all of the miscellaneous things you hear to actually get at what it is um, you should be targeting. And so what are the kind of things? You, so were people supportive when you first started the company or not? Yeah, so I think people are always supportive, but that's sort of the the red flag in a lot of ways, right? So, so one of the things that we experienced very early on uh, when we first started the company, we're actually working on a case management solution for law firms, 
Uh, and so we were working on this idea of like a secure case management solution. It was going to do a lot of the things that the current ones do, but just, you know, have that extra layer of security on top. And I talked to a lot of legal teams uh, back when I was in school who would tell us, yeah, this is great. You know, our current solution, it always freezes, it crashes, even something that, uh, you know, worked a little smoothly, we would be happy with, more than happy to try that out. And, you know, we spent several months building out, uh, a, you know, a proof of concept for that. And, you know, turn around, I had maybe 20, 30 people I talked to who are like, oh, we'd be interested in trying that. And not a single one came back and was like, you know what, we'll actually dedicate the time to test this out or to, you know, to, to get feedback or show any interest in, in using it. And so I think that's always the one that comes to mind for me, because since then it's it's been, it, we tried it to be a lot more careful with the people that we're talking to and the opinions that we're getting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so, that was our, our first sort of failure. So what about the first success? What was the first success like? Uh, boy, uh, first success, probably getting that first proof of concept uh, and the first user in for, for the product they're working on now. So from that sort of case management software solution, right, we, we took a pivot. We wanted to work um, more more in the security space, more sort of where my background was and where my, my co-founder's backgrounds were. Um, and I remember we actually had a conversation way back then with uh, the dude who wrote cybersecurity for dummies. I still remember this. We got him on the phone for, I want to say like 30 minutes. Uh, he gave us a little bit of advice. Uh, and so at that time, we took that advice and we started building out a solution. Still not quite what we're doing today, but at least a little more in security space. Um, it was, I think, an endpoint detection response solution. So if you're thinking about large competitors in that space, not like a CrowdStrike or like a Sentinel-1, something, a product along those lines. Um, but it garnered a lot more interest than, than what we'll be working on prior. And so we did manage to get somebody who um, was actually a prior connection of mine for one of my internships to try out the product. And it was it was a great feeling to be able to see somebody else, like put the product on the computer, tell us what they liked about it, tell us what they didn't like about it. Uh, and that as it was, watch them struggle through all the bugs and all the freezes and all the crashing that it that it dealt with. But that was sort of like the great first feeling of like, well, we actually built something that somebody wanted to to try and, and work with, right? And so I think that, in my opinion, was the first success that uh, that we had. And when did you decide to build the company? Um, that probably came into into my head first uh, back in 2016, 2017, I want to say. Um, not to sell myself out, I was a bit of a slacker in high school. Didn't really try all too hard. Um, but when I went to college, wanted to sort of apply myself a little bit more, I guess, and I've been looking down sort of different tracks of life, did a couple of internships doing uh, IT vulnerability management for a Fortune 50 company, uh, and then worked in a security operations center for another one. And I think those are both sort of great experiences, but they really sort of guided me down this like path of like, man, I don't really enjoy this this scheduled like sort of life working you know in a corporate environment things like that and so i think that was probably the first sort of uh first sort of trigger for it the other thing for me too i think was i wanted to challenge myself a little bit more in in uh in ways that maybe i hadn't before uh, and this i think kind of goes back to to growing up as well right like my parents uh coming here from <laughs> from china with nothing and, and building it up to what they have now um was sort of inspirational in that sense and so it was, it was something where i also wanted to take on a challenge of that kind of of magnitude maybe with not the same amount of risk that they had uh, coming over here with 30 dollars in their pocket but something to that effect 30 dollars yeah my i think my dad said he had maybe it was 30 or 40 dollars he had in his pocket when, when they arrived here 
Uh, and so that's all I'm always just like, I, I can't even imagine what that was like. Wow. Uh, there you go. And here you are. You were a slacker in high school and now you're in <laughs> the company. Yeah, I definitely took it for granted for a long time. So what's the difference? Why are you so much better than everybody else? Uh, boy, that's a, <laughs> feels like that's a kind of a loaded question. Um, hard work, probably. I don't think, uh, hard work for me, I think. And then just being blessed with extremely talented founders around me. Um, you know, my co-founders, Nicole and Zach, I think are truly best at what they do. Uh, and them being able to prove it to themselves has been sort of a, a big part of that as well. So for me, I think just getting a little bit lucky, finding these people throughout my life who are so good at what they do, so good at, um, you know, building product, at talking to customers, at, at getting feedback and things like that, and being able to put themselves out there uh, and, and do those things and be willing to do them for long and extended periods of time. But like, I think there are people that are really good at what they do, but they, you know, they're not willing to apply themselves and spend hours a day, 12 hours, 18 hours a day working on something that they believe in. And so for me, finding these types of people that are willing to do that, I think <laughs> has been the key to success for me, at least. No, that sounds great. And closing thoughts and, uh, and how do people get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm always reachable by LinkedIn. Uh, I get a million messages a day, but I do try to read through at least most of them. Uh, so LinkedIn is a great way to reach me. Otherwise, my email, I probably keep, I don't let more than three emails go on right. I want to say I'm a little bit, um, a little bit neurotic about that to make sure that my email, at least my work email is clean. So definitely find me there. It's hzang at sention.co. Uh, we haven't found the capital yet to afford the M, but hopefully soon it'll be .com. Um, but yeah, I think that's the best way to reach me. Uh, sorry, I totally forgot. What was the other part of that closing question, Gary? Thoughts, just... Closing thoughts. And yeah, then... okay, I got you. Um, starting a company is fun. It's a lot of fun. And I know you know that too, right? Having done all of those IPOs. And I can't imagine, honestly, at this point, even what it's like to reach your uh, the stage that, that you've been at, right? Where growing the company that size and the sort of problems to deal with. Um, so I think that might be the biggest draw of a startup is knowing that next week I'm going to be doing something totally different, learning something totally new, and just trying to apply myself in ways that I never have before. No, that sounds great. Well, Henry, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Sure thing. I appreciate it. And thanks to all my audience for one more time joining GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. And my name is Gary Fowler. I'm your host. Stay happy, stay safe, and stay healthy. And I'll talk to you again soon. See everybody. Take care. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it, Gary.